welcome to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Ethan Shalloway, and I'm joined here with my partner, Chris Salona, who is hot off the road. We are, in fact, in person, live, talking, communicating with each other in the same room. Chris, how does it feel to be in Pennsylvania with me? This is wild. Um, yeah, I just rolled in. Uh, this was the first location that I arrived at. Um, Literally just out of the yeah. car after five and a half hours. And we're rolling in. In Pennsylvania. And this I gave- is nice. This is a momentous day for Grunge Bible, the first ever in-person podcast. Yeah, it already seems so much easier. We're looking. <laughs> we're, we're, so not much using, easier. we're not using Zoom call. We're face-to-face. We can read each other so much better. And we can officially is, say that we're in the studio because we are. Yes, we are in the studio. This is actually, we posted a picture a year and a half ago, basically, of us in this exact studio. So this is, uh, we're in full my circle. hometown, Boyertown, and we're at my, brother, my brother's podcasting little studio. And, uh, and we took a picture of us shaking hands, and here we are a year Prophecy and a half later. Prophecy has been realized. So episode 19. Absolutely great to be here and we do have a special guest actually joining us on the podcast that's Quinn Shalloway Ethan's older brother uh this is his studio and we're gonna have a nice little roundtable discussion so how are you today Quinn oh I'm doing great pleasure to be here excited to be here excited to talk about music yeah and being at live concerts which we really haven't been doing the last 12 months yeah it and um, a little background yeah so Quinn he's uh, my older brother by uh, two years and back in the day, we're, so we're going to talk about live concerts and live shows. But um, yeah, he's he's been in the uh, podcast game for a little bit, and he's got good banter, and we figured he'd be a good guest. And since he's letting us use his space and some of his equipment, um, he's got he's got a good uh, a good personality. So we'll just figure we bring him in. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've been to a lot of concerts together, so uh, we're going to get into that in a minute because I mean we're hot off of some concerts recently. We just me and Chris. Just bought tickets today to a concert, so it's kind of a lot to talk about, and and know that everybody on the page is always gets excited when tour dates get released. So uh, before we do that, we definitely have some people to thank. Um, shout out to our producer Drew McFadden, who, if you guys didn't notice, we have a brand new theme to bring us in. Uh, he surprised us with that. He wants to keep things spicy, and so he uh, wanted to give us another theme. So we're gonna keep mixing it up every, I guess, fifteen to twenty episodes is when I'd be guessing. And Chris, what do you think about the new theme? I, I love it. it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really good. And I didn't uh, I didn't know that episode eighteen was going to oh, be the debut. Yes. It, was, it was like when uh, when an artist just surprise drops an album at, at midnight with no prior marketing or anything. Yeah. So I got the file uh, and I was uploading it and kind of yeah. you know, putting the finishing touches on it. And boom, we had a new intro and it, it's awesome. I he, like it a lot. He called me. He called me on the uh, two days when I was driving. And we were talking about it, and I was just like. I was like, is it done? He's like, yeah, pretty much. He's like, you want to do it? For-? I, was like, I was like, yeah, send do it. it. He's like, Chris will be fine. I was like, oh, Chris will love it. Just Absolutely. throw it in there. It's I was sweet. like, good mix. Uh, Quinn, third-party opinion. You, you've heard both of our uh, this intros. This one's much better. I yeah? like this one. Okay. Absolutely. What do you like What do you like more about it? It sounds better. It's more grungy. <laughs> I think it's, I don't know. It just, it works oh, yeah. a little better. It's less. I get it. It's always nice to yeah, freshen it's things hard, up. It's hard bit. to put my finger on it, but sometimes... The, the ditty just doesn't work, <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, it's it's interesting because Quinn. Hey so guys, say, if you ever want to listen to my podcast, Drew yeah. actually did the intro. That's on what that, I was just so. about to do. I was saying, Quinn, you want to get in on Quinn? Actually, other- yeah, Quinn has a, a real estate podcast. He's into real estate, and uh, Drew performed the you know produced the intro to that. So um, they have some history together. Drew McFadden Enterprises, right here. Yeah. 
So who else do we have to thank, Chris? Yes, I'll, I'll um, toss it over to you. So you guys heard our discussion last week in terms of the Grunge Bible 5, and the Grunge Bible 5 is no more, but that is because there is a sixth member of the Grunge Bible 5. Amen. So I don't know. We haven't decided uh, what to call it. Um, you said the pick six last week, but I don't like that. So we'll we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, but I was just um, a new member my head. of the top-level Patreon supporters, and that is Jade Mercado. Um, Jade, Jade decided to make the jump up to the top level this week, actually earlier today. So yeah. shout out to you, Jade. You're awesome. Uh, and Jade is joining Sonny Mashburn, Shannon Gorgon, Victor Schaefer, Alexis Shannon, and Release in that um, uh, group of six Pantheon now. So. of of, of, of supporters. Absolutely. So we're very Jade making very the jump grateful. to $10, $10 is incredible. She's, she's been a great supporter in the, since we started this podcast and, and before. So thank you very much That's to amazing. all of our supporters. That is amazing. I've it got is. nobody giving me money for my podcast. This is strictly to educate people. I'm surprised so people The fact that you guys have, enough. yeah, yeah, that's great. That means you guys are doing something right. Either that or we're not doing anything wrong. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah, uh, that is. It is when you when you say it aloud from a third party. It's kind of cool. People are throwing a few bucks here to uh, hear us speak and Support run the, the page. Cause. So that's Absolutely. pretty cool. And so you guys can do it too. It's pretty. You can all the links. Grungebible.com, All <laughs> the links are there. A uh, quick little shout out there. But I think uh, we ought to get into it. So I I rolled into the studio. Um, I don't know. I didn't know what we were going to be talking about today. But I guess we're talking about concerts. Our experiences with concerts and. Things about mm-hmm. that. I'm uh, I'm rolling in blind though. I just have a list of shows that I've been to. And uh, Ethan, why don't you uh, why don't you get us going? You're gonna you're gonna guide the ship today. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thought a good um, similarity between the three of us that in the music that we like because I think we all have pretty vast. I mean, Quinn has different different music likings than we do, and I have a vast. I mean, Chris and I have different uh, likings. A lot of the same, but we all enjoy concerts, and we've all been to a lot of concerts. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I was—we all kind of made a list of the shows we've been to in the past ten years, and um, it, the, all of ours. I think I, I bet you—I bet you, Chris, your list is a little longer than you thought. Yeah, it totally is. Because at first he was like, "Yeah, I definitely don't," and then all of a sudden you, you keep remembering shows you've been to, and uh, me and Quinn have been to a ton of shows all through high school and right out, um, right into college. So. I guess let's just go. Let's just start with what is name like five of the best concerts you've been to. If you just want to go through the notable bands that you've seen, but let's just talk about the the shows that you've been to and which ones really stick out. And if you want to go into why, or if you want to say that what's the biggest concert you've been at. Um, so yeah, let's start right there. Absolutely, I think Quinn. I think it's uh, it's your turn. Yeah, to, Quinn, to give lead us things off here. Let's let's give us it. your concert intake and all the. Uh, like, what are your opinions on concerts, and and what give me your top five, basically? So, top five concerts, not top five bands I've ever seen. Just my top five concerts. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, this yeah. is a multi-level question. Yeah. Um, when I have enjoyed concerts, I'm trying to think of who my favorite concert I've ever been to. Um, I definitely kind of go with the the reggae rap alternative rock. I'm yeah. not as big into the whole grunge. I mean, about as close to grunge as I've ever been. Is a Foo Fighters concert and all right, well, right. Hey, Dave Grohl, yeah, absolutely. Dave Grohl I was mean, there when it happened. Yeah, Dave Grohl was a part of Nirvana. He was there, so that totally. I mean, I've been, I've been show. to concerts like that. I've been to you know, country concerts, which aren't concerts; it's just people getting drunk. That's essentially what it <laughs> is. is. I literally fact. cannot absolutely. tell you who even. I was drugged there. Um, <clears throat> so top well, you were drugged to be, there or you were drugged there? <laughs> That's I was an important clarification there. to me. Uh, you were pulled there yeah, by I was somebody? Along. Okay. Uh, 
top concerts. Um, well, just name some bands you've seen. Okay, who, have, fine. who have you seen? I've seen Twenty One Pilots, Rusted Root, Foo Fighters, Sublime, Dirty Heads, Alt J, Capital Cities, Lumineer, Bleachers. Terrible band. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. That's a pretty interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's a very polarizing person in the music industry. That I personally can appreciate his music a lot. Um, seen some different rappers, um, Mumford and Sons, mm. but I think probably my most memorable is um, I got my now wife uh, these basically front front and center tickets to uh, Mumford and Sons, and that was probably the most unique. What year uh, did you guys see them? It could have been like by. Uh, Three, four years ago? It was probably when they were almost like at the apex of their... I could not buy one of those tickets now. Yeah, Yeah. I know that. Totally. Because of price or because of the music they've been releasing? (laughs) I think we could probably say both. Yeah, I'm I'm a big, like, I mean, 2012, 2013, Mumford was, was... pinnacle for me. Well, you know, that's that re- that's stuff. really interesting you say that. And I think a lot of these bands that I mention, well, not, a, not all of them, but listen, there is a point in yeah. a band's life where I stop listening and caring and wanting to go to these places. 21 Pilots is a great example of Absolutely. bands that I will not go see in person anymore because they have came out of what they had originally, what they started at, that, and now they're poppy. There are little children going to concerts. There yeah. are, you know, I'm pushing through to get to the front and see, like, what's his name? Bang on the drums, on the crowd. And then there's, like, a six-year-old yeah, and the dad saying, hey, don't do that. I'm like, dude, you're at a freaking it's concert. A show, like, man. Get out it's of here. Show. Go to the back. I'm pushing forward. Yeah. And we're bigger guys, too. So oh, yeah. I piss a lot of people off when I'm at concerts. But, mm-hmm. um, hey, it's a doggy dog world, especially at concerts. Yeah, that's a big thing because, uh, like, the – what kind of crowd the the band attracts and that was yeah 21 pilots it was like the few we saw we've seen them probably six plus times me and you together yeah and uh they were some amazing concerts but then at the end it, yeah the crowd changed and there was like we it was felt like we were walking on eggshells through the crowd and we couldn't really do our <laughs> normal stuff like uh, one concert and i also think it also depends on what city you see them because we saw them in philadelphia and Ooh, like yeah we were shoulder to shoulder i mean we we're on each other's shoulders like literally we were doing, there was crowd surfing. There was so much going on. We saw him in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And I tried to put my friend on his, my shoulders <laughs> and the security yelled from the back. And they also, well, when I moved, reprimanded. yes, oh, they yeah. told us to get down. And we, I remember we had moved like when it was a big push and I moved like, I don't know, 20 feet forward in a packed and they literally yelled at me because I was blocking the people behind me. And I was like, dude. I always what? go, there's, like, there's this, this way and that way. Go the other way if you don't well, like where like, you are anymore. I was like, you can't tell. I was like, this well, is general, general admission. Shows, yeah, this is general the best admission. the kind of shows to I'm, go for because they yeah. lend themselves to being able to do that if you really want to get to the front. Yeah. That, oh, that made me so mad. Totally sour, sour mouth. We got thrown out of that concert, <laughs> snuck back in. It was, a, it was <laughs> a fiasco. I've been thrown out of a few concerts because... Mainly because the security doesn't. Have want we all to have been thrown out of concerts? I, I I know I have. You have Quinn. Have have. Well, yeah. You. Were I, with, uh, I mean, like I, I don't know. He, was, he we got pushed out of general mission, then we ran back in, and basically. Yeah. But the problem is, we're such large people that people just hard point us out and go, "Oh, they're back to the front again." It's yeah. the big redhead or the you know the other guy who looks like the big redhead. Yeah, the other six three guy. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Uh, what about you, Ethan? What are what are some shows that stick out for you in your yeah. in your concert uh, lineage? Yeah, I was making the list. I've seen some. I've seen some high level, some high level bands. Like obviously, we've seen Pearl Jam together twice. I've seen Foo Fighters probably three times. Seen John Mayer, Dave Matthews, 
saw Green Day and Sublime, um, 21 Pilots, obviously. And uh, we actually, yeah, we saw Rusted Root, and they're an old-time band. That was one of my really, uh, an incredible Ardmore Music Hall. And yeah. there's probably 50 people there. Really? It was crazy. It was probably a little bit more than that. But, but still really close, you know, intimate kind of Listen, setting. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. <laughs> That's not how the story goes. Here. That's how the story goes. But then I've seen, so like those are the bigger ones, but then I've seen a lot of like, I mean, I really like the front bottoms. AWOL Nation puts on an incredible show. Mm-hmm. Saw some like um, some more recent bands like Rainbow Kitten Surprise, Houndmouth, um, Camp, Mount Joy, Of Monsters and Men. Um, some awesome. Oh, I saw those. Yeah, yeah. See, that was for my birthday. One. Yeah, on Monsters of Men. Oh uh, yeah, so out of the woodwork. Yeah, so I, I feel like I've gotten around. I've seen definitely a lot of variety, which I'm I'm pretty proud of. Um, I think that's the best part too, because all of these different acts, you know, the vibe at the show is totally different, mm-hmm. and you know what they bring in, just different things to appreciate when you go to a show. Um, you know, if you go to something that's like guitar driven rock and roll versus something that might be a little bit more alternative or a hip hop show or something like, I think there's a bunch of different things that you can appreciate about yeah. those shows. And, and certainly I think they all have value. You know, I would never be one to turn down like an opportunity to see live music just because it might not be something that's, you know, right front and center of what I would really like. So ah. it's cool that you have a nice, uh, nice array there. Yeah. You don't yeah, think you'd venue? ever turn down a concert? It depends. I've literally yeah. left concerts because I go, this is terrible. Bad. I'm not going to wait in the parking. Oh, yeah. We got, I don't I got a good story about that. That's a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got a good story about that. We'll come back to. I will say one of the most disappointing things is to be a fan of a musician or a band, have really high expectations for mm-hmm. them, and then they just, they're just they just not good live or if they have an off night or something. Um, yeah. That's always really disappointing. But Or it, if you have, yeah, like I think I remember talking to my one friend and they – wanted to see MGMT really bad mm-hmm. and they were waiting for electric feel and the band didn't play it. And they were just like crushed. Yeah. Just Absolutely devastated. It's like, yeah, they didn't play it. That's well, all. I that's what bleachers did. Really? Bleachers didn't even play their song. Like they got one song on the radio. We went to go see him and it was the final song. I was like, all right, where is it? I want to get better. And then I was like, I can't believe they didn't play the song. I'm like, I cannot believe I just waited through this entire dumb set <laughs> and they didn't play the song. Exactly. But you know what you say? Like, they don't live up to, you know, what you say they're going to be. When we went to Foo Fighters, you remember Dave Grohl had a broken foot. That was just he, after was he ran off the foot, stage huh? and broke. Yeah, he ran off the stage and, and <laughs> broke his foot. And they made a big guitar throne for him to sit on. That's unbelievable. But he was, what were we going to say, though? Well, that I'm just saying, like, it wasn't like stage presences. And you guys just talked about this with Scott Whelan, right, on how... He's like one of the best yeah. showmen. I would disagree that he's not up there with Freddie Mercury. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely really biased. Great. I run the grunge Bible. Biased. I have but to hey, be. that's okay. He thought that was a hot that's take. Okay. That was yeah. a very hot take. But, oh, absolutely. Um, no, but he, you know, Dave is like that too. And the fact that he couldn't run around and do all, he just right. sat the whole time. I mean, still very good at it. Right. And the total antithesis of what mm-hmm. he is. I mean, he's energy. He's bombing around the stage the whole time. Yeah. One thing that I, I always try to, I think as I've seen more shows, I try to temper my expectations because for me, if I've been looking forward to seeing a band for, I mean, I've seen bands or or musicians that I've been wanting to see for five or six or seven years. So there's a lot of anticipation into it. So for me, that is like the seminal moment of my fandom of this band or this musician. But for them, it's just another stop on a 35 show tour, you know? So it's always interesting to think about that. And it's like, wow, like they're playing four or five shows a week for six months. Mm Mm-hmm. 
it's got to be damn hard to bring it every night and and to meet everyone's expectations. So I always try to re- realize that because it's like even in our day to day work, it's like you're not going to be on every single day, and some days you're going to mail it in. So yeah, <laughs> catching, just, we don't we don't have we don't have potentially ten thousand people upset with us when we do yeah. mail it in. Catching well, people, catching bands in the beginning of their tour is very important. Yeah. I remember like there's a few shows like I saw Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers in Birmingham, and it was in the beginning, and it was absolutely like killer show. And he said it was like it was like his first or second shop stop. He had like started in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I think, and it was just absolutely like killer. And I was like, wow, I'm so glad we saw them in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Not because he, I mean, he probably was really good at the end, but you could see when people like are just finished an album and then they're starting their tour, they're so energized. Yeah. How about how about uh, who's the the singer for the Front Bottoms? Oh, what's his name? Uh, anyway, so this guy last year. No, I mean, it was almost two years ago now because of the pandemic. But he came out, he had a fever, and he was in the hospital all week long. They thought about canceling. I don't know what it was. He might have had an appendectomy or something. Either way, he was sick. And it was just this great, because he gutted it out. And he just, I mean, sometimes the crowd is everything for these people to come and perform. And he's just like, you guys were great. You brought the, you basically revived me. He came out in a, uh, a gown, a hospital gown. He came out in a, in a hospital <laughs> gown perfect. with his, and he, he, with his ass cut out. He yeah. Have, he, he wasn't wearing pants underneath the gown. That was yeah. really funny. That, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, Chris, uh, your turn. What, yeah. uh, let's go through some of the bands that you've seen live. Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I, I started off on the wrong foot when it came to going. To going <laughs> to <shows. laughs> uh, well, well I, I was over two actually. Um, so my first ever show, um, I didn't go to a live concert until I was a senior in high school. So I was a little late to the game. And my first show, um, I took my uh, my girlfriend at the time. I think it was her birthday gift. I took her to see uh, Jason Aldean, Florida Georgia <laughs> Line, and Tyler Farr. So that was my first show. I, I was I was pretty heavily into country pop at the time. I have since repented for my sins. Um, and it was it was just not a good show. Um, Jason Aldean is not a good live performer, even for his genre. That's a uh, um, dirt road, right? Or no, all dirt road. Yeah. <laughs> or is that uh, barefoot blue jean night? No, no, that was dirt. That's definitely that was dirt, dirt road. road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, they're all they're all the same. So that was my first show. <laughs> they're all dirt road. Um, my second show, I went to uh, I went to a Kid Rock concert, and Journey opened for Kid Rock. See, um, I didn't see the show. Wait, was, Journey, Journey, opened Journey for opened Rock. for Kid Rock. Yes, Journey. I think it's wow. like the seventh iteration of Journey. Who cares? I don't believe oh yeah, there's many. yeah, you're right. Um, yes, so they were there. Um, I did not make it in. I was removed uh, from the parking lot. <laughs> oh, you didn't make it to into the concert. I never, I never, I never saw Journey or Kid Rock. I heard, a, <laughs> I heard a little. I heard, I heard a short splice of Cold as Ice by Journey. Oh um, my god! That was it, though. I was, I was removed. Um, so, do you want to go a little deeper into why you're removed? <laughs> <laughs> I think the statute of limitations have since expired. So, yeah, I mean, it was just your. Were you eighteen? Uh, I was eighteen years old at the time. So it was your typical case of you know your. You know, in the States, you're under 21, you're going to a show, you want to tie one on a little bit with your buddies, and uh, you don't look 21, so, I mean, you're, you're easy cannon fodder for the powers that be, so, um, you know, when you have when you have a bunch of kids, you Nothing know, out of the ordinary, just no, got picked I mean, out. When you have a bunch of kids sitting on the, the tailgate of a truck who look very 18, you know, uh, shotgunning beers and things like that, you're going to draw some attention to yourself, so that, that was a short-lived... Uh, short-lived experience uh so i never i never made it in but luckily my luck changed um the next show that i saw after that was uh pearl jam at fenway park which was uh i saw with you ethan and that was the first time i saw pearl jam mm-hmm. uh, some other highlights i was able to see tom petty before he passed away uh, yes um, 
I usually try to catch government <clears throat> mule whenever they're coming around. I love Warren Haynes. Um, <laughs> that's kind of kind of like jam band, dead, you know, fish adjacent, but I, I, I can still get into it. Um, I saw Lake Street Dive. They put on a really good show. Mm. And actually, just two days ago, I saw Bruce Springsteen on Broadway, and that was probably the show that I have anticipated the most in my life, and it still delivered. So that was really cool. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, I want. I definitely want to hear a little bit more about the Bruce concert because totally. I know this is like this is a huge. Oh, this I mean is, that yeah. was probably Bruce. probably Mount Rush, probably Mount yeah Bruce. Oh yeah, probably Mount Rushmore of uh, musicians for you. Oh yeah, the, I um, mean it's it's Bruce and, and Pearl Jam and yeah. you know I'd seen Pearl Jam twice to this point and you know they don't disappoint either. But yeah, it so was, you saw them in New York and it was it was a Broadway it was the Broadway show. Yeah, so what does that mean? Or so how, basically, how was it? so it wasn't the band; it's just him. Um, and it's it's two and a half hours, and it's um. So he can he wrote an autobiography in 2016 and it's basically like a um, musical show of the autobiography where he'll you know he'll have commentary about his life and about his songs and about his journey to like becoming a musician and everything and he'll play he'll play the piano he'll play guitar with the harmonica etc um, and it's two and a half hours nonstop and he he did a pretty extensive run of it in 2017 and 2018 and then with uh, Broadway opening back up I guess. Uh, Somebody must have paid him a lot of money to do it again, and I think he was excited to do it again. Um, and I think I saw him. He's only been doing it once again for probably two weeks now, so I think it's very much one of those things where I think he was very energized to be back um, because I mean he's seventy one years old. He's been wow. playing. He's been playing shows, you know, probably hundred to three hundred shows a year, depending uh, for you know huh. almost half a century. And um, and he brought it. He had, he was he was super energetic, you know. What was Super the animated? Uh, that what was the best song, or what did they have an on, on, encore? No, it was just straight through. Okay. Um, so, so the show is, is more or less then. the same every single time. But, oh, okay. Um, uh, the Promised Land, which is a Bruce Springsteen song off of Darkness on the Edge of Town, and he had a really good monologue just about, um, you know, kind of like you know heading west, and I know that's something we can all take stock in, and just mm -hmm. kind of you know fighting fighting out of you know different situations and and it was just really cool and and I was able to go with my mom actually who's a big Bruce Springsteen fan as well so that was really special so um and it's funny too when we when we talk about you know what's the best show you've ever seen I think a lot of times it's whatever show was most recent in your timeline that 100%. you enjoyed um, because I walked out of it I was like that was the best thing I've ever seen and I've done that dozens of times before mm -hmm. you know whether oh, after it be Pearl Jam. whether it be concerts or sporting events it's like oh like I'll never see something that good again you know mm -hmm. yeah. um, but here I am saying again, that was probably, you know, I mean, that Tom Petty was great, you know, especially knowing that, I mean, he passed away, I think, three months after I saw him. Uh, and then Pearl Jam was special for obviously, for obvious reasons, you know, so. Nice. That's awesome. That's really good. Um, okay, so, yeah, um, I guess, Gwen, what uh, what concert really sticks out for you then? Is there something, is it one that, I don't know, I don't know if we, I guess we'll kind of go around and see what, see what. What special moment, I guess, of it was Bruce, I mean, uh, you know, Chris seeing a, a band that, or Bruce that he's wanted to see his whole life. Do you have anything, anything like comparable? Um, try and think about, there used to be this, uh, I don't know what, what you call it, uh, different, they called it Winter Jam. And um, we had been obviously going every year for the summer ones, but they were doing Winter Jam, and they were having um, Switchfoot and 21 Pilots who were going to be playing, and we were excited to be there, but we were... Was this the birthday bash or the... 
No, it was it was a winter jam. Okay. And um <clears throat> it was unique because it was so cold. And it was a Saturday night and uh the night before there were supposed to be more people going, but honestly, got kind of banged up the night before. I couldn't get a couple people out of bed. But we still went. Well, then, I remember yeah. more like we need to get there early. So we go there early and it's just like not everybody. Of course, you you go with different people. We talk about different types of people who go to concerts. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely the type that likes to push out forward and stay there and just be in the energy. Because the mm-hmm. energy is why I like to go to music. I could care less about the lyrics. I care less about any of that mm-hmm. stuff. But the energy is why I go. So we went up there. And there was just something so unique about this concert. Because it was when 21 Pilots came out and they were playing. They do this or they used to do this shtick where he basically get out there on the crowd and play drums. They had a big platform and he basically moved on the crowd. And it was, I just remember being really dark and they were putting water on the big bass drum. They were Mm -hmm. banging on. Oh, it was so neat. And then I remember just like putting up my phone and there. He literally was, they, uh, switchfoot did a blink one eighty two cover and he was literally, Oh, Sabotage. Is that even a Blink-182? I don't no, know who it is. No, but. that's uh, <laughs> um, not particularly close. No, Beastie not Beastie close. Beastie Boys. Again, yeah, I like, again. <laughs> I don't listen. Yeah. Anyway, but it was awesome because he literally took the phone and sung right into it. That's pretty cool. And it's like, you can't get that. He took you your phone? He took my phone. I have the video. I'll show it to you afterwards. We, I nope. think we have to post that. Yeah. We have to. It's pretty dope. Also, I didn't know that. Actually. It was it's it incredible. was snowing the entire time too. <laughs> no way. So getting back to this big gr- group I was with, there were people texting us going, "Hey, it, we want to leave. We're getting really cold." And I'm like sweating like, hell like no, crazy because yeah. I'm up front and I'm like, "You guys, so it's just a blizzard. It's a blizzard. My shirt is off. I'm <laughs> I'm dripped in sweat. There's nobody within 15 feet of me, and yet they take Tyler Joseph takes my phone while playing drums." And videos in it says make your own heat. <laughs> <laughs> the story keeps getting right better. There. Continue. Uh, yeah, so I mean that was that's basically it. I mean I just <laughs> that's energy, a great experience. Man, I, I just try to think that's concerts get me yeah. really I don't know about that, but you know, <laughs> energy in concerts is the most you cannot replicate those moments. Maybe maybe some sports will do that for you, but when everybody in the crowd, especially in the front, because as you you're in the front. That's where just everybody has that energy. As you further back you go, the more, okay, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just here to just drink a few beers, lay back. Right. I've seen this band a couple times. Yes, mm-hmm. I've done that. I would say I would like um, <clears throat> probably Dirty Heads or just yeah, like bands that I've You've maybe seen been, multiple times. Bands you've seen multiple times or something that, you know, if you've been asked to go along with somebody and you didn't necessarily spearhead buying the tickets i don't mind sitting back and just watching it as a production and watching the people in the front and yeah i can really appreciate that you're still getting the live music from a distance and it's yeah. it's pretty you know pretty relaxing pretty enjoying yeah. enjoy enjoyable or yeah. it, and then happens with i mean it's happened with the foo fighters where you know you just a huge venue and the tickets you're just i'm, I'm way back i've done that a few yeah, you know, it's not a, few a times. possibility yeah to get you're, up there, yeah, you you're, you're in the balcony and and you just get to you get to watch and that's great too. I mean, that's as long as the well. Our parents went to that U two concert, which was basically the Washington Redskins stadium. I I can't even imagine. right. That's like a seventy thousand person venue. Yeah, and I've know. never been. You know, in getting back to venue size, you know, the bigger it gets for me, the less special it I is would agree for with me. That. I don't I don't get that. Some people. 
love those concerts. How they spend, you know, whatever five hundred bucks to get those really good platform seats on the, mm. you know, on the field. On the playing surface, they love yeah. that. I mean, it's a real event for them. They'll they will save for months on end because mm. they're always big bands because right. you got to pay top. Yeah, because you can't them. book it. Yeah, yeah. That's why Mumford. When we went and saw Mumford and Sons, I think we saw it at the uh, the Man in Philly. That's like uh, a mid to small level. Know, concert as far as capacity yeah. goes so that was probably pretty epic yeah yeah when i was in uh 12th grade you know 12 or 13 i remember that uh there was a mumford and sons and i tried to get tickets and like they came on sale at 10 and i was in physics class me and my <laughs> friend nate and we were trying to get it and like followed all the rules was there right at the time and this is when like ticket gouging and all that stuff was like a really a problem oh yeah and i remember being so fur in like so furious that I couldn't get tickets to see them that it totally ruined. I never tried to get Mumford and Sons tickets again. And I feel like I missed the window of when they were like in the prime and it, mm -hmm. it hurts to think about, like we had like three people set up to get the tickets and couldn't do it. Oh, it pissed me off so much. I hate that. Yeah. It's we never, were against Ticketmaster yeah, for a while. It's, it's, it's never fun to miss out. And, and I think I had similar experience, not, you know, being necessarily the point of it being disgruntled with, you know, not being able to get tickets. But um, Chris Cornell had been doing a solo tour, I think oh, in yeah. 2015 or 2016. I was going to go, but I was like, it's an hour and a half's drive and the tickets are $75. And I, 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 was, I wasn't working. I was in college at the time. <laughs> um, I was like, ah, I'll, I'll catch them the next time. And I never had the chance to. So that was a moment where I was like, all right, from this point forward, if I can see somebody and they're important enough to me, like I'm going. Well, yeah, 75. I remember when... Um the Temple of the Temple Dog of the Reunion dog. came, yes. and we were talking about going. There was a place, mm -hmm. you know, Philadelphia. Was Upper was, Darby. There was Philly. There was New Seattle, York and Seattle. Yeah. And there was San a few. On the, yeah, there was a few on the west or east coast, and and the tickets like cheapest were like five baseline, like five hundred, which was completely untenable for us at the time. And it's, I don't think I would pay that much money now. I mean, that's oh, I don't know though, because these guys, depends. right? How how many years were they together in the nineties? Correct. They were, Temple of the Dog was together. They did one album. They played a handful of shows, and it was their twenty fifth anniversary of that album. Yeah, um, one so album. I, I don't and know. It was know. right I mean, before Chris Cornell. Right, it was like yeah, it was before. the fall of sixteen. They did the tour, fall winter sixteen, and then he passed away in May of twenty seventeen. So it's it was it's like so hard, last. and and I think you know. Some prices for tickets are, I mean, you, you get that thing, a band that Temple of the Dog could have filled up Lincoln Financial Field, for example. They could have played to 60,000 people, but they des they decided they were going to play small shows. But, you know, supply and demand, you know, you had a lot of people that have been waiting 25 years to see them. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, I totally would have wanted to, but I don't think I had $500 to spend. No, you haven't been saving for 25 years like right. these other people. Exactly. <laughs> so, but that was the thing, you know, even with, with Bruce, uh, Bruce Springsteen this week, I, I was able to get tickets. Um, I got them for face value. So I paid $75 a ticket on the secondary market. My ticket and the tickets next to me were going for four or $500. So if you can get in... You know, it's the name of the game, man. You have to get in. Well, I, I remember I did for those Mumford ones. Mm -hmm. I was, I've got four tickets. I'm like, sweet. I could flip two of these and be able to resell it. And I mean, Ticketmaster and Step Up, they got it down. I wasn't allowed to resell them. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that ahead of time. You. Then I had to find some people and we blessed them with some tickets. But, you know, it just. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, I mean, we talked about this once before, but when you buy tickets, do you all, how many tickets do you buy at a time? It's got to be four. You four, buy four typically. You buy four without knowing who you're going with. If it's a big enough, I I usually 
have an idea of who would want to go to concerts with me. Right. And if there, if, there, if there is enough lead time, I can find somebody who would want to go. Yeah. I mean, I've jumped in a few concerts with you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, I've got these tickets. Let's go. I'm like, yeah, sweet. Yeah. I mean, because when it comes down I to always it, buy it's a fun tickets. time. So that's totally. what that's what I that's how I believe concerts. It's an They're experience. Just being experience you know? Enjoy. Yeah, it's the totality of it. You know, it's just being around the energy type mm-hmm. thing. And and I guess you know, for some people, that's not why they go. But I think it depends on the artist. Like, hundred um, percent. It depends on the artist and like how attached I am. How many tickets I would buy. Like, there's some where I'm like, this is important to me, and like I'm fine going alone. But otherwise, I I usually buy two, um, and then. Either I, I go into the purchase knowing and, you know, having someone else informed that, hey, I'm going to get these tickets, we should go, or I just buy them and then figure it out later. And, and if I can't, wow. I can't, but I usually can. I mean, it's, it's a Here, Here's a question. Have either of you been to a, have either of you went to a concert solo? Solo yes, concert. I have. Really? I've never done that. Yeah, you just did uh, recently, Chris, so right? You went, no, oh, no, I, I not haven't. Bruce Springsteen. Not recently. No, so I've gone... Let me see. Actually, I've gone to. I need to look at mine. I, I I went. I saw Government Mule solo once. I saw them way back in like 2016. Um, I found out they were playing that afternoon. I was like, screw it, I'm gonna go down. Oh, that's cool. Um, I, you know, I, the tickets were like 20 bucks, and uh, Blackberry Smoke opened. They're like a blues, uh, like Southern blues rock band. Mm. I think that's the only show that I've seen alone. I do have tickets this fall. Um, to see Julian Baker solo. I only purchased one. Um, Julian Baker is a very important artist to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was one of those things where um, I wanted to go and I don't know of anybody who's geographically located with me who would be a fan. And I don't want to go and be like, have it in the back of my head to make sure that the other person is having a good time. I just kind of want to experience mm-hmm. it for myself. But it definitely, I think it depends on the band and it depends on where you want to be. Like what you were saying, Quinn, like if, if your intention is to go you know, into the pit and get up that, there. So true. Some people might not be down for that. And I've gone to shows. Oh, I went to John absolutely. Butler trio with like four other people, oh. but nobody else wanted to yes. go. So I, so I ditched him. I went in. Oh, well, my so goodness. We've, I've done that. Yeah. I, I'll go to concerts with Ethan mm-hmm. and I'll also go with my wife, Erica. Right. And Say. Erica does not like right, it's not watching. W- no, she doesn't. Oh. She doesn't like watching me push oh, my way to the front. Yeah. She, I mean, I'm a little more aggressive, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's, I just go, it's the way concerts are. People just realize that people are moving through, pushing you the entire time. And, you know, some people just, they're like, I'm fine here. If you're going to a general admission show, here. that's just part of it. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And if you don't like it, there's obviously, there's a lot of space in, in, the, in the middle or the mm-hmm. back that you can go and, and which sit is, out. Which is fine. Yes. But it's funny when there's just a difference and it's like, oh, this whole part of our group, like I said, my mm-hmm. best concert experience, half the... Half the crew was, you know, 50 feet behind me just mm-hmm. kind of hanging out. Yeah, I was going to say that I've never been to. I There was one concert that I went to with, um, like, tertiary friends. Like, I, it was, like, a, one of my friend's sister and mm-hmm. their group of friends. So, like, I didn't know anybody. But, I, you know, I was with people, but I was there. But there has been multiple concerts where, one, I do the whole, like, push up to the front um, by myself. Or if I have to go to the bathroom, I'll leave and I come back. And I just, I just lone wolf it for you a little clean bit. Slate, yeah. yeah. And we come back and you don't, and you're like, I'll find you guys later. And you like separate from, from your friends. And then you're doing the whole solo thing. I've definitely done that at a few different concerts. And that is pretty fun mm-hmm. when you're in, and then you have like the, you know, depending on the concert and the time of day, or if it's like, you know, if it's, a, if it's an outdoor concert, usually you're like way more like 
inept yeah. to talk to other people. Yeah, and like, sure. yeah. Make some friends. Well, you can move around space and everything. Yeah, so uh, it is pretty fun to be like, because you can, I mean, those who travel the lightest travel the farthest. So when, when you're trying to get up front, you know, me and Quinn will be like, like I'll see you in 10 minutes. Yeah. And then we'd like both take our own routes. Yeah, however, like I'll to rendezvous get, you, up at the front, yeah. you know. You try, to, you try to daisy chain like eight people to the front. Like, it doesn't work. People are getting mad. I mean, I, you ever, when people try to get past get past us, we just shoulder to shoulder. It's like, nah. He like, I'm sorry. There's uh my left and my right. Yeah, I was like, you can, in front of me. You can go. I, was, I usually say, is like, you can go anywhere except for right in front of me. So right. I don't care. Yeah, as long it's as not, it's not my my view yeah. or anything. But I will say, I would much rather go to a show that I'm really into alone than go with somebody who might not match my objectives mm-hmm. or my energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I also realize some of the music that I'm into is not. What, like your contemporary, you know, mid twenties people are, are into. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, spring like a, a counting crows show on somebody. Certainly I would never take anybody on a date to like a counting crows <laughs> show or something. Um, have you guys, have you guys done concert dates? I know we spoke about this like several episodes ago, but, um, I yeah. don't think they're a great idea, especially in the beginning. Um, but have, have, have you guys ventured into that? I don't think I really have had a concert date, not a legit one. Have you, you and Erica go to concerts together? We, yeah, we went to concerts together in the beginning. We um, were dating? Yeah, and we were dating. But there's a, yeah, that's, what was that's that? difficult. That's interesting. Because you can't really speak to them. You know? I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't really call it. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, I think I was, was with Eric. Right, you were yeah, you were very uh, far along. To to decide to go on a date to a concert where the concert is at least gonna be three hours of your night. That's tough. Yeah. So and then also it's like gotta get a recap because mm-hmm. you gotta, you know, try to connect outside of like right. the the hours of loud music. Yeah, so, and you're not gonna have know. a conversation while you know you're right next to the bandstand. You know, for example. Now I've done live music nights. Like you go mm. to a bar oh, or totally. a group hub, and they're they're playing music. Yes. It's a specific type of band. Um, I mean, I know. Did that even with with your bands, Ethan? Growing up, you know, yeah. you'd have you'd have somewhere at Chaplin's or whatever, and yeah, we'd get a table. That that was different. That's like a sit down. Yeah. BYOB. There's a band. Definitely. That's Those a live music great. venue. I love live music venues. Me too. Yeah. It's That's so a whole great. different realm. Especially when you, you don't really know what, what's going on in there. You know, <laughs> oh, you're there's in, nothing better than just dark. who you are these guys. See. It's great. Like oh, I was in Philadelphia last week and there was this great trio, um, kind of like a like a funk jazz fusion type situation going on. And it was awesome. You know, I was just I was just sitting there, you know, sipping my drink, talking to my friends and just watching these guys go at it. You know, those those are those are some of the best. I totally, I totally agree. We got to do that. Oh, man. I'd love that. Tonight. Why not? Do I go to a concert? Why not us? Why not now? I like Space you. Donkey and the uh, Moon Bouncers. Yeah. The one, um, one band that we played with one time, and they were, I don't know, they were fun on stage for the people. Yeah. Well, you've had like five or six different band names. There's like uh, Merchant, mm-hmm. Copy, Merchant Copy, Miles Till Dawn. Um, Silver, Silver Dress, Dress Pants. Pants. Yeah. What's it? Any others? Uh, we, yeah, we, we built ourselves as a sad seas one time. Can't uh, say I remember that phase, but it was, it was just like all of, I mean, all of our, it was just a makeshift band of like seven, I mean, uh, like 10 friends. So it was a ton of people that was playing. So we couldn't really call ourselves our normal band name. So we just we went with sad seas. Band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it, but it's always fun to switch up the name and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're not like, you know actually trying to make it yeah if you don't actually need to keep consistency but Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah. Well, so uh, I have a question. What makes like, well, okay. Describe yourself. Quinn, you kind of already did. Like what kind of concert goer are you? So you say you're the energy, the energy guy. The energy, you're the, yeah. you, you go for the energy and you're always up front. Would you say that's like, yeah, I'm in the thick of it for the most part. It's cause you know, it sounds kind of weird. I always get this uh, when I talk to people who really like music. I don't love lyrics. I don't. Right. I don't ever listen to lyrics, which sounds funny, but I just I don't. I don't have any idea what any songs are really about. Mm-hmm. And uh, total opposite, Chris. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we Chris are polar opposite. Chris cannot listen to a song without without analysis. One, and, looking at the lyrics, but two, just listening. Oh, I've never it. pulled up the lyrics oh, as I'm like watching it. Like, do you just I sit in rooms and listen to music? Yeah, totally. Never I will sit in down, my life. I'd be like, what am I doing? Spotify and pull up the lyrics if it's a new song or if, <laughs> if an artist I like like drops a new album, I will I will pull it up and I will read along while they sing and while mm-hmm. they play. That's the best part about live music. It's just it's an event. I think yeah. that's why I enjoy it so much more more so the music. But yeah, just I mean, these people are putting on like one of the best shows ever, mm-hmm. and just I mean, with Dirty Heads, Dirty Heads was always one of the best bands to go to because they're just like even their song like check the level just boom boom it's just big great. energy big, yeah, that's big the cool energy. thing about music though especially live music is there's so many different aspects that you can connect with um you can connect with just being in a setting where mm-hmm. everybody's got a lot of energy you can be connected to the music because you might be a musician you, you yeah. have a deep appreciation for it or a, a lyric a lyric scenario like with with me or, or all of them, you know, and it can change based on the song and everything, but mm-hmm. that's the cool part. And there's no, there's no wrong way or there's no, you know, correct way to do it, you know, plus the camaraderie too. Totally. And that's, one we of the best saw, parts. and yeah. as you have people or you follow these bands for a while, we saw some of the same people at these concerts in the general mission. Especially like we would depending come on back the, the every band that you're going to see that and have there they are. It's like, Oh yeah, I remember that guy. Mm-hmm. We talked to him. It's like, Oh, the two big brothers, we remember you. And that's just kind of really neat. And then you can kind of reflect on previous previous albums, you know, and, you know, I, I love that, I, I think. So talking about kind of like this repeat offender type thing, what, what concerts have you guys been to that that crowd, it was not their first time, Yeah, you know? Oh hey. yeah, I've I've been to. So if you've seen them once, you've seen them thirty times. Yeah, so we're talking, we're shouting out to all those deadheads. My yeah. my, we have cousins <laughs> that are fish, fish fanatics, yep. and, and people who do the the Dead and Company stint in in New yes. York every summer for like seven shows. Dave Matthews. So I've been yeah. I've been to uh, two Dave Matthews shows, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the one you know you go there and there was these two uh, middle aged women like near us and and they were just like oh they were yelling for. Uh, Dave and um, was it Tim Reynolds? Like, oh, Tim Reynolds. We love, like, they were talking yeah. about him. And it was my first one. I said, so- I said something. And they were like, they looked at, they looked at me and like, yeah, they're like, that's, uh, like, that's Tim Reynolds right there. They said something about like what offended. he was doing. And yeah. it was like, like, you don't know this. And I was just like, ooh, I misspoke there or something. It was, it was very, it was hilarious. And like, you could tell that, yeah, I was, I don't know, offending them by my by being naive. They were like, "Wow, you haven't seen Dave before." Well, uh, you know, this is our Lord and Savior, Dave <laughs> yeah. Matthews. Welcome to church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was definitely. I mean, they have a really good following. I have a few friends that they do the. They came. Dave came to Hershey, and they saw him three days in a row. Yep. Uh, Nick Nick is going to see uh, Dead and Company. 
yeah, three days in a row in LA. I have a couple friends who do that in New York. Wow. Um, they'll you know during the summer they usually play like three or four shows with a New York. Every show is different. Every show is different, <laughs> and every show is special. Yeah, that's interesting. So some for me. Um, so I've I've seen Jimmy Buffett before. Oh um, yeah, the Parrot Heads. Um, it was. <laughs> It was incredible. So I went down there with one of my uh, my former teammates and one of my friends, um, former track and field teammates, and uh, we went down there, and it was unbelievable how into Jimmy Buffett all of these people were. So we tried to play along, um, but like <laughs> way above your pay grade. Oh, we, yeah, we were, in, we, were we were totally in over our heads. But like they they were very accepting of us, and and we would build some rapport. Nice. And we'd be like, hey, like I have a secret. Like this is my first time. And they would be like, oh, my God, welcome. Like, you need to see. They were throwing out venues and dates, and they're like, you need to see him at Alpine Valley. Like, nothing is like it. And I don't know. I don't know what the allure is of, of the parrot head. I guess it's the <laughs> lifestyle. Um, I, I mean, that's not that's not in my, my subspecies. But additionally, surprisingly, one of the biggest cult followings of a band that I've seen Get the lead out, the Led Zeppelin oh. tribute band, and I think have you seen them? I have seen them. Yeah. yeah, we one time we played a battle of the bands here, and I think like we won, and the prize was like <laughs> get the let out tickets. Yes, and to see them backstage, we went, like we met. I don't remember them. Paul at all. Sinclair, the lead singer. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I was at the I get the let out here in Reading, Pennsylvania. Unbelievable. So they they have a big cult following. They do, and I just think it's. I mean, they're they're good. They're what talented. You, so yeah, what do you think about tribute bands? Like, what's isn't it the Wall is a big Pink yeah, Floyd one? Yeah, and like there's Release, which is a Pearl Jam tribute yeah. band. I mean, there's there's a bunch of them. So what do you um, think? What do you think about the, <laughs> the tribute band? I don't know, man. I think it depends on if the actual band is still existing or yeah. not. Yeah, well, say like, what? Like, like, like Led Zeppelin's not coming back, right? Right. Bonham's been unfortunately in the ground for like forty years. There so. are tribute bands that are playing. Yeah, what and other you? bands are still going? Yes, <laughs> yes. There, there are many Pearl. What's Jam that even bands. mean? Exactly. I think it's, it's. You know, are they making? I mean, they're not making the same. Are they living, coming out with like, originals? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is our take on. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's cool. And, I mean, there's such a market for Zeppelin. I mean, every single, what would you say, 45 to 65-year-old man in the United States and, and everywhere probably is like, you know, Led Zeppelin is in the Pantheon. And, yeah. you know, I think for them to be able to, I guess, relive it or something or just appreciate it or have the music live on. So I don't know. I mean, I'm inclined to judge uh, tribute bands, but I really can't because... Uh, you know, everybody can express themselves in a different way, but I don't. I mean, it was fun. It was a fun night. I went with. Oh yeah, with, I went with a bunch of my. They teammates. are extremely. We went and just had a great time because I mean, they play all the hits. They're a tribute band. <laughs> <for God's sake. laughs> They're spot on. Too. They know exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah, and you get it. And they play stairway. What it is? Yeah, oh, they oh, they ripped in the stairway, man. <laughs> they got the, the double the double guitar. Yeah, oh yeah. This, yep. They had they had the double neck Gibson SG. Yep. Yeah, they had they had everything, man. They had it all. Play. So. He played the drum solo. Mm -hmm. he, yeah. Yeah, a black dog. Yeah, so I I don't know. Um, what 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 do you think about tribute bands, guys? Uh, you know, I, I mean, haven't given a good thought. In, they have uh, they recent, have their place, I guess, to put yeah. it. You know, I mean, I guess it is. You know, I guess we're not old enough to see our bands like disappear. Right. Right. So like our, our you know I think our you know grandfather or something. Yeah, they would they would really appreciate seeing bands and they could especially if they saw them when mm -hmm. they were around. Right. Be like, this is this is exactly what they were like when I was twenty years and old. Like and a gold I saw star. Them. Like if you went to a Get the Let Out concert, like I saw Led Zeppelin in seventy four. People are like, oh my God. Well that too, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You probably, like? <laughs> so it's basically just around. a big yeah, reminiscing oh, totally. party. But, That's all it is. So it's I like exactly people to is. go in. So it's different. 
it's just different. But then there's the bands that, like you said, there's a, I mean, the bands that are still playing that right. are tribute bands to them. Right. Well, so there's there's some. I, I'm I, there have to be Springsteen tribute bands. There's oh, Pearl Jam yeah. tribute bands. There's Fleetwood um, Mac has a big right. one, I think. Yeah. Or there's a there's big probably heart a bunch one. of Skinner tribute bands. You yeah. know. I mean, all of these these lifers. I mean, they have. That's I, like I think a, there's a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers tribute band. So I, I mean, <laughs> but he's they're obviously no longer an entity. So I I don't know. I mean, they're I waiting they for have, their chance they have to their make place it big in the musical landscape, I guess. Um, and then obviously Pearl Jam has you know a hell of a following. I mean, we know multiple people who whose number of times seeing Pearl Jam exceeds you know 30, Our, 40, 50. Yeah. Same thing with Springsteen. I have a I I have someone that I know who's seen Springsteen. I think thirty or forty times. And wow. Uh, is not stopping. <laughs> Every show is different. So I, I don't know. I think shows are so expensive now that I don't know that I could get to that point. I mean, you're not getting you're not getting a twenty five dollar ticket to a Pearl Jam show any anymore. No yeah. fees are twenty five dollars now. Yes, you, can the we, tickets. Can we rail on fees. Oh my gosh, dude. I well, we just them. we just bought tickets today to Phoebe Bridgers and yep. and yeah. I, I chose to browse with the fees included. So I don't know Same. what the fees were. But it was eleven dollars. I think mine was like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, a, a little bit higher. A little bit higher. Northeast, yeah, man. It's uh, Yeah, we, me and Chris both bought uh, We both bought tickets to Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, I'm seeing him in Birmingham. I'm seeing her in Birmingham. And, and uh, he's, where are you seeing? Boston? Boston, yeah. yeah Boston, okay. Massachusetts. Um, and, yeah, it came out. To, it was like a like a $38 ticket plus $11. So <clears throat> if it's under $50, bucks, um, and mine's, mine was general admission. So if it's under $50, bucks, general admission, and I like and I'd like the band, I'm – I'm pulling the trigger every single time. If it's over $100, it's got to be special. Yeah, they got to be like not really tour that often, like a Pearl Jam, like where they don't, their tours aren't as big as they used to be and they don't and do it. They're just in such high demand. Too. Yeah, and they're high demand. Um, I, I would have, I have not spent more than probably, I haven't spent more than $120. Pearl Jam's probably, probably the most expensive ticket you've purchased, probably. Yeah. How much was that ticket? That was one at Fenway. It's like the first time we saw them, we got them. Secondary market, so I want to say I, I had a discount code. Just shows he was a part. You, the, you, he got a part of the ten club. Yes, yeah, so I wasn't a part of the ten club, yep. and I think we paid like one forty a ticket. One forty. Um, oh, was and it? Then, yeah. And then the second time, uh, the and we ten were, club graced us with a hell of a bargain. They were only a hundred dollars <laughs> for so, uh, way up in the, yeah. in the in the rafters of Wrigley Field. Thankfully, there wasn't a pole in front of us, but I mean, it's just the most. The so most expensive. I spent on tickets was. It was supposed to be seventy five bucks a person. Mm-hmm. This is the Mumford one. Seventy five bucks a person bought four tickets, then couldn't sell the tickets, so they ended up being one hundred fifty each because yeah. I had four tickets. Was it still? Was it still <laughs> worth it? Oh yeah. yeah, no, it was. It was worth it. Yeah. I didn't really care. It's like you buy tickets. I mean, you guys are just buying a ticket, then like going. But a lot of the big concerts, especially when the tickets drop pre-sale, right? They're so far out that I don't even like. That that it. money has been spent. Oh, totally. Months, so yeah. it doesn't bother me like at all. Even even when we go, to, I, I'm seeing Phoebe Bridges in September. It's going to feel like a free concert because I've already paid that yeah. debt. Yeah, you know, the mm-hmm. dues have already been submitted. Yeah, that is the so. best. And we used to have a rule, and I, I don't think you're following this rule anymore, Quinn. Is that once you see a concert, we would always like once we saw a concert, we would always buy another ticket like right before we see him. So we always had a, we always had something a concert lined up. Yeah. We always had yeah. something on. We deck. haven't done that in a while. Well, no, because just, well, we didn't there have concerts. We haven't had concerts. We're yeah, out right. of the groove. And yeah, I I'm trying to think, you remember the one time there was only what one. What was your last concert that you'd been to? You think the front bottoms, it was the last concert I've been to about a year and a half ago. So yeah. that was right before the pandemic. Yeah. That yep. was like, that's when people started to get weird. They're Christmas like, I don't of, know. Christmas of, uh, like Christmas of 2019. 2019. Yeah. 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 COVID was here. 
it was here. <laughs> it was just, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely need to get back there. But you know what it is? It's like now all these bands that I have listed are more expensive. And they're and we're getting back to, you know, what is your favorite venue concert? I mean, where where do you like seeing concerts? What venue? Size and almost venue, yeah. all of these have grown out of the type of venues I enjoy to go to and see live That's music. Tough. Yeah. Well, so, what you need to do? What you need to do is take your favorite venue and just look at the concerts that they're bringing in. And if they brought in your favorite bands, Ten years ago, you just be like, you know what? I trust Find their your new favorite. I, tr- bands. I trust their judgment. Buy some, buy some flyers, some flyer tickets to people, so you can see them in the venue that you want to see them. You just might trick yourself and, and love love a band. Or fall in love with the band because we have. I, I mean, there's that. like two or three venues in Birmingham right now that um, they have really good shows, and they've actually I got a few lined up, and like they're all I know all the bands, but like I just keep a track, I just keep a radar on like obviously what's mm. close to me, yeah. and it's. It's a good point. I might just have to do that. Yeah. So just I would say pick the venue. You pick the venue you want to do, and then. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Engineer the whole thing. If you love, I love live music. So I would. Would you guys go see a band you don't know at all? Yeah, I would. Would you pay fifty bucks for it? Is it it free? I've done done it before. (laughs) Is it free? No, it's not free. I'm not going to see a band I don't know. Your friend goes, "Hey, I got an extra ticket. It's fifty bucks. Um, You know, originally was seventy five, but you pay me fifty because I don't want to lose it." Would you be like, uh, yeah? I've gone if, in. I've gone in for like thirty bucks, forty bucks before. Hold on, you're you're describing something different. I it is true because if, that's if, a, that's if, just a night out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If my buddy goes, hey, so and so, so and so, you did dropped out. Me. I know, oh, but I'm getting to my point here. <laughs> so and so said, okay, fine, we'll just use Ethan. Ethan texts me and goes, hey, do you want to go see this concert? I know we're doing this, you know, whole day in Philly, and then we can go see this concert afterward. I'm like. One, I've seen this story doesn't make sense because I've already seen Front Bottoms. But I immediately said yes because I know Ethan likes good music and yeah. he knows what my tastes are That's true. in concerts. So I said, yeah, it's gotta of be course. The right person it's going to be a great time. Yeah. So I guess the answer is yes. But the idea of myself trusting a venue to just, oh, yeah, they picked this venue. <laughs> to do I'll, their I'll, job. Yeah, to do their job. I don't know if I can, if I can do that. I'd rather lean on someone who will enjoy the concert and then I can enjoy that with them. It's like committing to uh, like Firefly or Bonnaroo before the set list comes out, buying yeah. the tickets before they come out because they're cheaper. Mm-hmm. No Only set to list. find out that fish is headliner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best thing in the world. <laughs> Trey Anastasio. Has anybody been, <laughs> is, that, is that the lead singer? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Has any, none of you guys have been to a festival? Nope. I have not been to a festival. Yeah, they're usually like 500 bucks. They're so expensive now, unfortunately. And there was a great one. I lived in Iowa for five years. There was Hinterland, um, which was a really good festival. Um, I I never went. I was going to, I think I was going to go last year, but obviously nothing nothing existed last Mm -hmm. year, so they canceled. They've usually had some really good acts. Um, Otherwise, I accidentally ended up in uh, Chicago when Lollapalooza was going on. I didn't go to the shows, but... Um, I've never gone. They're so expensive to go, though. You know, to go to go to a festival, and it's not even just the ticket, the price of oh the my ticket. Gosh, it's, like, it's okay, the we're there for three the, days. Yeah, you got to get food, drink, everything. Oh my gosh, everything. Like Glamping, that. you can get like a, yeah. I mean, it's it's wasn't become there? I, anything. I mean, you take a good thing, you add the fees, you add all of the other oh peripheral gosh. things that don't have anything to do with it, and next thing you know, you're you're dropping you're dropping a G note to go enjoy some music for a couple of days, which. Is not uh, not really my thing. Do you guys pregame most of your concerts, 
Or depends. are you are you going to the concert and you're just buying the fifteen dollar Bud Light? Depends on the show. Um, it really depends on the show and how important that artist is to me. Um, I most of my shows, I think I've gone to uh, either completely or fairly sober. That's what I do typically. Yeah, maybe get a beer just because yeah. I can I've, I've had a, a couple. Drink, but. Um, obviously, Kid Rock, uh, but I didn't actually end up getting to go to that because <laughs> you pre-gamed a little too much. A little, little too much. What, what about you, Ethan? I, um, yeah, I love, I love pre-gaming with a few drinks. I love the idea of, of making a night out of it. So like, I love going to, you know, you got a concert, you love getting in, like it's in Philly. Let's get to the city four hours early. We'll go get, to get food, Hall. go to Frankfurt Hall. Yeah. Start talking about the old concerts and like, so you start getting the juices flowing before, um, and listen to it. And, uh, yeah, I like, I like pre-gaming. Uh, it definitely makes any concert you can usually heighten and your most, general concert with a few beers and then when i'm in there i it depends it depends what level i'm at and what concert i'm seeing and, and what the price is. i hate paying ten dollars the same for way a i feel light. about sporting events oh uh, yeah dude I, that's like that's I, worse than I, the fees. I, that's worse than that's dude worse if for all you had for... to do all you had to do is if i bought a ticket and the fees were 10 bucks but said you get a free beer sign me up <laughs> you buy a ticket Say no more you get you buy the ticket and get a free beer with admission i would be that that would be in, incredible marketing i could i would be like oh, i was gonna buy a beer anyway even though i usually don't buy those 15 right. beers but you give me a beer with admission and if you give me a free beer then i immediately just go i'll okay, buy the, i'll a, pay the 50 a, bucks i go that's a free beer all right so now i can buy three beers and then it's 30 percent off for those exactly. beers. <laughs> you got to work the deal That's a out good of way them. to think of it, too. <laughs> Which is exactly why they don't do it, because once you're in there, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Here's a 16-ounce water bottle for $8. Yeah. What is what is the most ex- – do you guys remember the most expensive drink you've purchased at a uh, At, at a, a concert? Yeah. I've seen some expensive ones. Like $20 So expensive? I went – I was at Bruce, Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. They were offering um, – <laughs> Offering. They were offering. Yes. They were offering. The, but, the we butler came around yes. on a silver platter. Yeah, you guys you seem like very some, thirsty. How about this Google? bottle of water? We were privileged to have the opportunity to purchase um, double liquor drinks for $31. <laughs> so I was going in there. I was going to get a beer. This is a double, I sir. Get a, I was going to get a, a, a liquor mixed drink or something. The the standard liquor mixed drinks, just the one pour, 20 bucks. The beers were 16 So I said, no, I got a water for $6 because you couldn't bring anything in. And I was really... You know, unfortunately, I'm right, thirsty. It's a three-hour concert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You get there, you get there a little bit early to get your seats, and you're there yeah, for man. So that was damn near four, four hours. The most I've ever spent is probably I've I've definitely purchased a tall boy at a show for like twelve fifty. Oh yeah, um, that was I think that was Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, I think my my course of action. I, I usually go and I I'll buy two beers right off the bat. And then oh, you never I'll buy slam. just one. Yeah, you never buy just one, but then you quick slam the first mm-hmm. one. And then you have one to and enjoy. You, and then you have one to enjoy, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I, I usually prefer to not get up. Unless it's um if it's concert, general admission, concerts, you feel I try not to. If it's, yeah, Unless exactly. it's a country concert, then you can leave it anytime matter. you want. Well, you Nobody cares. Music going on yeah, well, yeah. no one's in It's basically dance. background music for people to drink. That's Correct. what a country is. You're exactly right. And there's a place for that. Is there though? I don't. Think I don't. I don't agree. think I'll return to a country music. I've show. never been to a country show. So You're not really missing a whole lot. Yeah, it's basically well, I mean, a tailgate that has no games. 
Yes, that that is. <laughs> it's like basically, yeah. basically, you you have fun in, outside the concert, and you have your tailgate and all your games, and then you go inside, and it's the same exact thing. That's all. She and wrote. the Bluetooth isn't playing the the music anymore. Yeah. You it's, don't have control of the ox. Yeah, and you the music sounds have. worse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, n- noted. No, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't really. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to play animals. games and hang out for you know an afternoon, but just don't expect the music to be that tantalizing. Oh, never. All right. So, Chris, what um, what what concerts do you have tickets for? What, oh, what do you have? What do you have lined up? Then let's go through what so we have. I will the tic- the shows that I have tickets for currently. Um, I have tickets to see uh, Counting Crows, Julian Baker, BB Bridgers, uh, and I have designs on purchasing tickets to see Modest Mouse, um, Lucy Dacus, Soccer Mommy, Dawes, and then John Mayer, Courtney Barnett just announced. Uh, uh, that they're going on tours as well, and and no I, I, I would like to see the Black Crows this summer as well. So um, I'm going to we'll be see spending. them fight on stage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hopefully, I can be there for the breakup because it's going to yeah. happen uh, again. <laughs> Seriously, but uh, yeah, I am going to uh, control alt delete uh, most of my money. I'm a little overwhelmed though because everybody's announcing all of their tours at the same time. I got like three days in a row that that yeah. shows. Well, like I think like, um, I'm seeing like Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus. And Soccer Mommy are all happening within, like, two weeks of one another. So I, I should just, like, <laughs> move in with a friend in Boston or something yeah. for that time. But I don't know, what, what about you? What do you what do you have lined up? I got, yeah, I have, it's, like, similar shows because they're doing, well, right. kind of, I got. Um, yeah, we're going to some of the same tours, just different legs, obviously. Yeah, which is kind of cool. We wanted to, we wanted to kind of meet up for. We'll try this, to make that happen. For yeah, something. for the Phoebe show. Our, but for, Maybe for um, our, our friend John Mayer. That would be epic. Good friend of ours, John Mayer. Um, shout out to John Mayer. He follows our second account, Porch Radio, which is pretty cool. Uh, okay, I have I have tickets to see Camp, which I've seen before. Phoebe, which will be my first time. The Front Bottoms, I've seen twice. Um, Dinosaur Junior, first time. Very excited oh, to I see need, them. I forgot about them. I got to add them to the list. <laughs> yeah. I, I know uh, Jay Maskus lives in Massachusetts, and I know he's playing that somewhere sense. around there. So yeah. I'll have to, have to add that. And then uh, Quinn's favorite band, Favorite live band, Bleachers, are playing <laughs> a show. and uh, You're wasting my, your money? What uh, are you doing? That's a throwaway. Yeah. Who's, who's uh, bringing them on? What? Have the venue? The opener? The opener. Oh, Claude is the opener? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, oh, yeah Claude. Yeah, Cla- Claude actually um, releases like their music. bedroom pop. Yeah, releases their music under Phoebe Bridgers' record label. Oh, okay. She has a record label, apparently. I um, mean, it's awesome. like under the jurisdiction of her whoever she records and releases. Yeah, under, so. she's not bad. Or yeah, yeah it's like, um, yeah, I think they're labeled as bedroom pop. Yeah. So it's pretty soft. I'm sure you'd love it, Quinn. Sounds like But, uh, and I have, I, I, like you said, I, I'm probably going to buy, um, modest mouse tickets. They, I had just bought like, I don't know, three of these five concerts. And so I held off on buying the modest mouse. Cause I, I'm actually, they're one of the, they're one of the bands that we talked about earlier that I'm a little nervous to see because they have mixed reviews on their live Same shows. Same thing with me and the Counting Crows. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's, and that's how Blink 182 was for me when I, I really, really wanted to see them, but it was right when they were like fading off and I heard their concerts were just not what they were. And I had to just like, re, I had to restrain and not go because I didn't want to take the chance of ruining it. So mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about the Modest Mouse because I think so high, like I love them, think highly. I need to listen to their new album because I'm sure they're going to play a lot of new stuff. Yeah. So I need to make sure that I'm ready for that uh, versus, yeah, just 
getting their old concerts. Yeah, but. I'm I'm a little nervous about that too, and I and I think uh, for both Modest Mouse and Counting Crows, the cheapest ticket I can get is like fifty fifty five dollars, and and in, you know an hour's drive up and uh, up and back. So it's always you know. Because those two bands, I've I've heard that both Isaac Brock <laughs> and Adam Duritz uh, sometimes uh, do a nice little mail-in job, or you know, yeah. what, whatever, whatever it may be. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting. And those are those are on back-to-back nights for me. So I feel like oh my goodness. I feel like one that of them, would be one of them has to go. That could I don't be an incredible two days, or, or you could be uh, yeah out 120 and, and like i fully intend to go to most of these shows but i would i would never sit down and purchase all of them at the same time i like playing the mental gymnastics of just microdosing the payments out absolutely yeah so like i bought phoebe bridges tickets today i think it'll be a couple of weeks before i secure yeah. any other ones 100 so here's a question so it sounds like you're doing this now but how many times have you went to a friday saturday have you done a friday saturday concert i've never done nights? it yet i have not done it yet okay and and they're different people you're going on Friday. Yes. Okay. We've done. We did. We did Dirty Heads, two nights back to back nights. Yeah, yeah that was a Philly. lot. That was a lot. I remember doing that. It was a lot, and because a lot of the it was it was, was, was two in Philly or one was at uh, Asbury Park. No, we we drove down the the Stone Pony in Asbury oh, Park. It's a legendary. venue. It's a great venue. Yeah. yeah, I think that one was first, and then we went to Fairmount mm-hmm. the the next day. Mm-hmm. I remember that was something that we said. I don't know why we did that. Because, I mean, we wanted to do it because we we loved it. Yeah, right. tickets were cheap. We were just following them around. But I kind of was like, why did we just do that? We could yeah. have waited. They're gonna tour. They were it doing was like the same min- set. It was the same yeah, set. So that's yeah, it was maybe tough. a little bit of variation, but it was pretty pretty much similar. Yeah, yeah. I think it depends. For me, it definitely depends on the band and how expensive the tickets are. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but like for example. Um, Pearl Jam, they played two nights at Wrigley. Like, if I had the money, I, I would probably go because there's so much variation in their set list, um, and the experience could definitely be pretty different. Um, but you know, some some of them. But uh, oftentimes, you know, these bands are not really playing multiple venues or the same venue. You know, in the same geographic area. You know, back to back nights, and um, also, you know, sometimes you don't love going to like a Tuesday night show or something. Or you know, yeah, I got a Friday few. Friday night and then Sunday night, for example. Yep. And then you got to get up and. I got some weekday, yeah. I got some weekday stuff. Yeah. Not up. happy about week, week Sunday shows. night concerts are the worst. Though. Oh yeah, those kill me. I they remember, are brutal. Yeah. You remember that one? That Hershey concert? That was a that was a Sunday night. Oh, we did that, true. and the whole way home was like, I'm starting this new job on Monday. I really <laughs> I'm don't. Be at my best. I, I was like, <laughs> two and a half. I feel like I, I feel like I need to call out. I got to call out. And I'm like early on, <laughs> on my in first my, day. my first day, first job out of college. I'm like talking to myself like I should probably just call out. It's like, like the same thing as I like went. I went to work, night. guys. I went to work. Yeah, absolutely. I was miserable, to. but Burn I did. Burn the candle it. at both ends. <laughs> you got to do it. Got to do it. There's no other way. I was going to say, um, I am really thankful for live music, though. I love I love concerts. All the, all in all, it is one of my favorite things to do, and I'm so glad that even with all the streaming and everything, that bands still like to perform live. But like, I, I'm glad that hasn't phased out. I'm glad people are coming back after the pandemic and are playing shows yeah. because I think it's critical. It's like just like seeing uh, sports in person. There's it's it's really great to like listen to them and watch them and in high definition, but yes. being there, that type, those type of experience and shared experiences with the crowd. Like that's another reason I love concerts is everybody's there for the same reason. 
may not be the exact same, um, like way that they feel. Yeah, whatever. exact same yeah. feelings, but everybody comes because they the band gets you to emits different emotions and totally, whatnot. Yeah. So like you're you're sharing the experience with a bunch of random people. So I'm so thankful for live music. I'm gonna be honest. The, the virtual shows I I guess hard, attended yeah. they 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 didn't do it for me. Yeah, it's because you, yeah, you're in your room and you can distract yourself. Where right, I'm on my phone or whatever, you know. And I, I, I tried. It, it didn't really work out too well. So I'm, I'm definitely excited. And I think there's going to be like a grace period where none of us take live music for granted. But inevitably, you know, you just get back to whatever, you know, taking it for granted or you know, <laughs> passing up an artist for whatever reason. But for now, I'm definitely you know we're locked in, trying to be present and locked in and really enjoy enjoy the live music absolutely so you know a lot of a lot of concerts coming up it's definitely it can be a little overwhelming both for the scheduling portion of the brain and the financial portion of the brain but really excited to get back to it but with that being said uh if you've listened on through to this point we're really thankful that you're with us I, this is going to be the longest show that we've done congrats to you yes congratulations i feel like we need to contribute to your patreon if we you may have one. rambled a little bit yeah. but we'll have that's to what happens when you're in person i mean exactly. that was i feel like joe was, rogan <laughs> that was pretty easy yeah have you ever and tried I dmt i don't, don't want to feel like joe rogan <laughs> No, but I will. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if you'd like to support us further, uh, you can head over to grungebible.com. As, as we always say, uh, there's some different links that you can navigate to uh, to show your support, the first of which being our Patreon page, which you know about by this point. Additionally, there's merchandise for sale. And also, you know, aside from just listening, you know, leave your reviews, leave your comments, subscribe, like, share the podcast with a friend, maybe if you have other lunatics that might be interested in this. Um, but otherwise, uh, we have one final segment, which is Song of the Week. And Quinn, this is going to be your first foray into Song of the Week. Uh, so do you have do you have any any song right now that's lighting your world on fire? Something no. that you want the people to listen to. Bleachers, right? No. I want <laughs> I want to get better by the bleachers. Yep. No, I've no, I have nothing to add for this segment. Well, you got. I would if I got pick, one minute to plug. How about this? I got a, I got this. Great you got a podcast band. you want to listen to? I love this. Run the Jewels. It's a great band. If yeah, you've never listened band to of them, the week. Band, of the week. Like band ah, of the Week. Yeah, Run the Jewels. Really interesting. I don't even know what you call them, but they're interesting. Got to give like them a rap. listen. Similar. They're kind of rap, kind of not. But yeah, if it's a plug. And uh, you want to learn a little bit about real estate, come out and uh, subscribe to the Quintessential Real Estate Podcast. Basically, it's just a, a long catalog of evergreen podcasts that you can basically learn all about real estate. But uh, yeah, so that'd be great. Absolutely. It's a good podcast. I've listened to it myself. I, I have it. as well. Yeah. It gets my seal of approval. What about <laughs> what about you, Ethan? Song song of the week. Yes, yeah, song of the week. Um, I've been doing a lot of, a lot of driving the last two days, a lot of listening to music. Um, I went through a few albums, went through a few Modest Mouse and Dinosaur Jr. albums, but the song of the week, I believe came off of an, a radio out, um, a, a song radio playlist. However you want to say that. I made a Spotify. I made it. Yeah. I made a playlist off of a song, um, off of a, uh, I think it was plowed by, Sponge, sponge. Yeah. Plowed by Sponge. It was, a, it, was a, it was a playlist off of that. And um, the song is Headache by Frank Black. Okay. And it's just a beautiful 90s. I'm not sure when it came out, but just like a beautiful 90s alternative rock. Reminded me of like, yeah, Hum, Sponge, 
uh, LIT, Lit. All of yeah, those. like all this kind of. So Headache by Frank Black. Um, the album is titled Teenager of the Year. So it's great. It's, re- it's really solid. Like I said, it just got this kind of like a, yeah, 90s alternative kind of whiny rock voice, and it's, it's beautiful. So I'll post that, add that right now. Um, Chris, Song of the Week, you're up. I am up for my Song of the Week. And um, so I, uh, I've i known of this song for a while, naturally. Um, I hadn't listened to it in a few years, but my Song of the Week is Bob by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and that's off of their One Hot Minute um, One Hot Minute record. And I don't know why. Um, so I was having a conversation with somebody earlier this week, and they mentioned the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the fact that they enjoy their music, as I think most of us do. And for some reason, that was the song that popped into my head was Bob. I just remembered that they had that song. I remembered at one point that I did enjoy it, but I, I couldn't remember what it sounded like or anything. So I feel like I'm discovering a new song. But I, you know, I'm, I guess I'm a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. I don't know. I feel like everybody, everybody is, as I said. I don't really have like a super strong opinion of them. I've gone through a phase where I'm like, I like this band and I forget about them the next week. But this week we do remember them and we remember the great Bob. I love that. Wigwam last week, and then Bob this week. What about Bob? And then the big, uh, the big beat, the big beat. Yeah, man, I'm on, I'm on a roll with my ridiculous mentions that don't make any sense. Awesome. Well, that wraps up podcast episode nine, uh, eighteen, nineteen, number nineteen. Nineteen. We've been recording for so long that I don't even remember. Yeah, so it was a long episode. So again, thank you so next much for listening. Episode will be three hours. Yeah, so next, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. Um, indulge even to a longer podcast so anyway thank you so much um, like and subscribe listen we're just thankful to be here so thank you again rock and roll Quinn thanks for being thanks here for with us, us. Quinn, Chris your thanks for driving five and a half hours to record this podcast Absolutely. live I'm going home now yeah yeah you're good you're free to go all right guys we'll see you next week rock and roll take care everybody